Hey guys, this is Rob and welcome to question number 16. Wait, you can be creative and have your shit together? It's my interview with Matt Patrick and this is part two. Before we dive into this episode, this is part two. I mean, I don't know how much more clear I can be. I just said this is part two. You would, you would <laughs> naturally assume that there's a part one. If you have not listened to part one, head Get over. Get on it. It's literally one episode back. That'll do. This week... I kind of like to think of this week as a bonus feature, a special edition. If you bought the DVD, you get this week's episode. We dive in a little bit deeper. Is it more like gear talk, kind of what you say? or No, none of it's gear talk. I just, okay. I have no interest in gear talk, so none of our conversation goes that way. But, but you do say that you talk more about music in this one. This is all about creativity and music. Mm. So you don't necessarily have to be a musician to appreciate this one. Do you have to be a young creative? Oh, kill me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. Young creative has to be the worst term ever invented. Why do you hate the term young creative? It means nothing. Everybody is creative. And everyone at some point is young. It's like really talking about how much um, of a human I am. Interesting. Okay, so maybe that's what it is by saying young creative. It's, it's just, just a buzzword that means nothing, and I don't enjoy titles that mean nothing. And almost, I would, it makes people feel if they don't feel young and they can't. I just be think it's a bullshit title. I totally agree with you. And it makes me roll my eyes so far back in my head, I think I'll never see straight again. <laughs> <laughs> If you haven't listened to part one and you're still listening to this... Props to you, man. <laughs> just stop. Listen to part one. Are you still there? Are there people still <laughs> listening to this that haven't listened to part one? Go back to next last week. Go back to last week. Do yourself a favor. Well, they can skip it if they want to. Okay, they can skip it. It was a good episode. Yeah. The portion I listened to. Yeah, probably better if they skipped it. All right, cue the theme song. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Here's the theme song. Beep. <laughs> Where do you live? In the city. Do you have a house? Apartment. On a rent? Rent. What do you do for a living? Lots of things. Where's your office? Don't have one. How come? It's a long story. Do you have kids? No, I don't. How come? What's your record for consecutive questions asked? 38. for joining us everyone this week to commemorate commemorate go on what are we commemorating i just, want, I just wanted to use that word because it felt right oh, all right as always i'm joined say it <laughs> i'm joined as always by my wife sarah breaker of chains <laughs> my khaleesi i don't want you to add that part oh if people don't know what that means that's even more funny Okay. Because then it just sounds really weird. <laughs> and that pleases uh, me. Moving on. Our third host. Guinness. Mm. What? Do you feel like I was stealing a little bit of your beer when um, I sipped the... Yeah, that one can be yours. So we've been drinking Guinness Draft from a can with the Nitro Widget. I think we need to talk to the guys over at Guinness. Here's what I'm thinking. In-home, proper Nitro tap. Are you with me now? Mm. That'd be amazing. Cheers, Hovey. Mmm, tastes like mother's milk. <laughs> it's never not funny to me. <laughs> this week's question for Sarah. 
Those of you that have been followers, listeners, fans of the podcast know that every week, Sarah and I read a question asked to Sarah from iTunes on the comments. So if you head over to iTunes and you rate this podcast five stars and you leave a comment, go ahead and subscribe. Do yourself, do everybody a favor, subscribe while you're over there. I'll wait for this plane to go by, maybe. There's a lot of planes tonight. I know. I don't know why. Monday. Flights out of Minneapolis. <laughs> I'm just going to make up something that sounds logical. Uh, if you head over to iTunes, rate five stars, and leave a comment, and you can leave a question for Sarah right there, and we'll read it on the podcast. So this week's question comes from Team Bib. That's literally, that's the name. Team. Yeah, Team Bib. B-I-B. Team Bib says, I've been digging this podcast since it started. Sometimes the music slash gear talk loses me, but the conversation never stays there too long. As an introvert, I'm not inclined to have conversations like this often, but I've been inspired to make more of an effort. My favorite quote so far, you gotta wait for it, but still jump off the cliff. From question 14 with Elliot Bloffus. Side note, I love that quote too. My question for Sarah, what's the breath... <laughs> A little Freudian slip there. <laughs> I love it when that happens. <laughs> What's the best prank you've ever witnessed or been a part of? Well, I have to say that, unfortunately, I was a pretty good kid. I didn't do a lot of pranking. I did enjoy my fair share of prank phone calls, and I still do. But my best example of a prank I was involved in was on the playground... I was in first grade, and... I don't know how you remember stuff like this. I don't, I don't know. I don't know why either. You got the best memory. Mm. I don't know why I did this. I wasn't a mean kid, but this day, I was mean. <laughs> <laughs> I, I rolled a small ball of mud, approximately the size of a golf ball. And then I grabbed a bunch of dandelions, and I pulled all of the petals off. Do you know the story? <laughs> No. Okay. <laughs> I think you do, but... I may. Okay, so I have my mud ball. I pulled all the... I think I might have said feathers. Petals. So I've got a handful of dandelion petals. Beautiful, bright, yellow petals. I take my mud ball, and I roll them. I roll the mud ball around in the petals, and I coat it. So now I have a bright yellow, feathery ball. Uh, I kind of shape it a little. I might have made a head... And now it's a baby chick. <laughs> there is a girl in my class, and her name was Megan, and she was a crybaby. <laughs> I had a phase where I too was a crybaby, but that's because I thought that my parents were going to die. She was just a crybaby. <laughs> Come on. All right, go on. <laughs> <laughs> so I take my little um, mud chick. In my hand, I'm cupping it in my hands, and I go over to Megan, and I say, oh my gosh, Megan, I found a baby chick. And she's like, oh, can I touch it? Can I hold it? And then all of a sudden, close my <laughs> fist, and I throw it on the ground. And she was horrified because she thought I had killed a baby chick, which I would never do, except for that one time I killed a small bird. And <laughs> she started crying. And I was like, no. And then I felt terrible. And I was like, no, no, no. See, it's just mud. Look, it's mud. I'll make you a new one. Uh, that was my best prank. Just instantly felt bad. Oh, yeah. Did you make like a sound or a face? I probably made like an angry, I do it on the ground face. <laughs> 
That's so maybe not my great. best prank, but probably one of my first pranks. Sorry, Megan. Were you just saying that you hadn't been a part of any pranks? Now this is just the first of many. Are there? Do we need to dive into? No, more I just pranks? mean I haven't been in a lot of. I wasn't like a big prankster. Mm. Team Bib, that was an awesome question. Thank you. Again, if you want to ask Sarah a question for her to answer on this podcast, head over to iTunes, rate this podcast five stars, comment, and subscribe while you're at it. In the comment, leave your question for Sarah. I've had a ton of people sending uh, like inspiring stories telling about how some of these interviews have impacted them or inspired them, and I just think that's awesome, which makes me think of t- something Team Bib said in their comments. They talked about being an introvert. I'm not inclined to have conversations like this often, but I've been inspired to make more of an effort. And I love that. I think sometimes, because I'm an introvert, I recharge when I'm alone. And I think a lot of times, I don't know, I just feel like I really wanted this podcast to inspire people to be more curious, to ask better questions, to have maybe more intentional conversations with people. And I think the hard part is not the conversation, especially for introverts, uh, talking specifically about Team Bib. I think the, I was thinking about this comment and I think the hardest part about it is having the courage to reach out to someone. I've been having these conversations yeah. for years. Mm-hmm. This is not a new thing for me to reach out with people. It's new that there's microphones in front of us and that. I'm a little bit more intentional about the questions or the direction of the conversation. This has been happening for a long time. So I just if anybody is listening to this, I would encourage anybody that just is thinking, man, I'd like to ask better questions or have these kind of conversations, freaking reach out to people. Have you ever had, have you ever like reached out to anybody? You're like, can I just pick your brain? Of course they have. I just feel like people feel anxious about that. But people like talking about themselves. People, I mean, if anyone were to ask me, hey, Sarah, I would love to know more. I'd love to get to know you. I have some questions about stuff. Of course, I'm going to say yes. I love talking about me. Yes. Man, maybe that is a... So, like, I guess I would say don't feel anxious about asking people because most often people will say yes if they have time. Hmm. We're trying to make this as interactive as possible. Maybe that's a challenge for people listening this week. Send a text, shoot an email, message someone on Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is, Twitter. Reach out to someone that you look up to and you respect. Ask someone if they'd be cool if you sit down and pick their brain. I'm man, challenges are so this is so geeky. It is dumb. Man, but that I take it back. I take it back. I take it. <laughs> no, okay. If someone feels inclined to do that, reach out to me at thecuriouspod.com. I would love to hear the story of that conversation. Anyways, another thing I really love doing with this podcast, the people that I interview, if they're creating something or if they're making something, I have been racking my brain to find ways to bring what they're making to you. So for example, we've been doing some giveaways with some people that have been making bitters or cocktail mix shrubs. If you stick around after the interview, I'm gonna play a song of a band that Matt talks about during our conversation this episode. The band's called Grey Coats. It's his band, and the song's called The Decider. Matt tracked bass guitar, regular guitars. He produced it, he engineered it, he mixed it. It's from the album Adrift, and he actually was nominated producer of the year by the Independent Music Awards last year. It's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. If you like the song and you want to hear more of it, I'll put a link in the show notes, or you can just search them. iTunes, Spotify. It's 2017, people. Freaking find music on your own. <laughs> Dude, I, I, will say, I do want to say publicly, man, I've been inspired by you for years. You're oh, such like, I feel like every time I hang out with you or talk to you, I learn something. Hmm. I really feel like that balance of you still have ambition, drive, you're still working your ass off, mm-hmm. but you still recognize that like you're super, I, you, you feel lucky that you get to be like doing what you do. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's really cool to see mm-hmm. that balance of recognizing that and not just 
still discontent. Sure. You know what I mean? We all know those guys, right. I think, that are yeah. like doing the coolest jobs, but uh, coolest gigs or whatever, but they still are just playing themselves down so much. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess. Well, I guess it's fine. I mean, honestly, the, the people who end up working too hard and spending an unbalanced amount of time doing the work of playing or the work of owning a business or, you know, it's not even just like relegated to musicians. It's anybody in the world who's just like has an unbalanced life. Those are the people who burn out or they try and get balance by unhealthy resources like drugs or or drinking too much or like just having some sort of escape, you know, yeah. like social media. Can social even media. That's or the new drug. Dopamine. Prostitutes. Yeah. Whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? And so and now like, we just yelled prostitutes. In a <laughs> right, exactly. Right. And everybody just turned their head. Um, so anyway, yeah. uh, <laughs> my thing is it's just a lot cheaper to just go home and be with your family <laughs> than to like buy speed. You know, or to be hooked on cocaine, you know, like it's and it's just way better for your life. So, yeah, instead of like overworking and being on coke, I I work a normal 40 hours and I go home and I'm with my family and there's plenty of of dopamine that's getting triggered there, you know. And so, yeah, so that's there's anything that people could have as a takeaway from this podcast. I would say, like, you're actually going to be a lot better off and. You know, if you have a balanced life, the reality is, if you put that balance into your life and you give yourself enough time to sleep, and you give yourself enough time to read and to be with your girlfriend or boyfriend or children or grandkids or nieces or nephews or just if you're single and have no kids and just have some friends you want to hang out with, that that feeds this other half of your life, you know. And you are more fully present to this other half of your life when the half of your life that's actually more important, like sleep and, you know, just extracurricular activities and enjoying life and breathing, you know, <laughs> like it, it will feed this other part of your life, the working part of your life, you know? Yeah. And that's so counterintuitive in a way to sure. think that. Like if I work, 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 I'll just get more and more success. Yeah. But right. it's just not how it works. No, no. Man, everything you're saying reminds me of uh, an interview I listened to of Noel Gallagher. Yeah. And he did something with a guy named... He's the guy who would smash the watermelons with the big... No, you said oh, Noel no Gallagher, God. but I was making a joke. Gallagher uh, is Gallagher, just the comedian. Yeah, that's right, that's right, yes. <laughs> I was listening to... Uh, yeah. <laughs> he was talking about the hammers he uses. Right, exactly, uh, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he was talking about how all these people in studios want to... Like, let's record late. But he said every time we recorded late through the night, we thought we, like, made the greatest song in the morning. We'd show up. Right. And it would just was total crap. So yeah. he does the same thing. He's like, I don't... I, he's like, I'm going to go home and I'm going to watch TV shows with my family or have totally. normal things, have dinner or whatever it is. Right. After I just don't about do that. eight hours of really concentrated effort on any creative endeavor, you get diminishing returns. So why would you... Why would you force a square peg into a round hole when the next day you could come back and you've got a, a round peg? You know? You just walk in and like, oh, there's the round peg. And you just put it in the hole. That's the way it works, you know? So. This may be a stretch, but yeah. this is just something that popped in my mind. 
So you talk about the the round peg is how we start off at, like a whole balanced person, right? Right. And the way you're talking and what I naturally think of is that by time goes on and the harder you work and your focus, at some point you naturally are physically, mentally, we get out Morphing, of shape. Right. We morph totally. into this thing. Yeah. So are there any things for you that you know once you start morphing into the square, um, specific things that will help bring you back to that circular? Mm-hmm. So family sounds like it's one of them. Going totally. hanging out with family. Right. I don't know if you have like a practice of like meditation, reading, or if there's a sure. daily rituals or anything you have right. that brings you back to round. Right. I meditate through Netflix. I know, yeah. <laughs> and NPR yeah. on my radio. I'm a big um, Game of Thrones right. into yeah. round. <laughs> yeah. uh, I listen to Bluegrass Saturday Morning on KBEM religiously. Uh, you know, but but you know, to be totally honest, like that practice of even Bluegrass Saturday Morning. Every Saturday morning, my family turns on Bluegrass Saturday Morning, and that's a part of our week ritual. And if you take that element out, then there's something out of balance in your week. You're just like, well, wow, what if what if something went wrong this week because I didn't listen to Bluegrass Saturday Morning? Because that's a part of what keeps my life in order, you know? And so... Every Tuesday night, I've got rehearsal with gray coats, you know, and my wife expects that to happen. And so if I suddenly show up at home, even though she's happy to see me, she's like, well, I was kind of looking forward to spending the night with Xander, just the two of us, you know, and like suddenly things are just out of balance and a little out of whack. So like our, our humanity, our actual just human, humanness needs order, you know, in order to fully function like eight hours of sleep per night or seven and a half or whatever the magic number is, you know? Or, you know, working Monday through Friday and having Saturday and Sunday off or whatever, you know? And so, and it could be different for everybody, you but know? But as long as you have that. As long as you have that balance, yeah. you know? And so, I would tell anybody, like, put some things in your week that you, every single week on this night, I do X. And on this morning, I do X, you know? Could be exercise, could be meditation, it could be... Netflix, it could be listening to Bluegrass uh, Saturday Morning. It could be yes. practicing your instrument. It could be whatever, you yes. know? But just have a routine. Man, it is crazy how many creatives and musicians I've met and talked to, myself included, in the past yeah. that do not realize that. That think, have this th- thinking of, well, if I'm a creative, if I'm a musician, I need to not have ritual. I need right. to have, just go by, by, by the seat freedom, of my pants. Freedom. Right. Be yeah. met, have my home be a total mess all the time or sure. whatever it is. Sure. Like this abstract has to go in. Sure, right. But all, it sounds like all these, like a ritual actually allows you to be creative. Absolutely. When it's time to be. Right. Ugh. Yep. And I have a place to yes. do it. And if I try and be creative outside of that place, then something even there feels off, you know? Like, when I try and write songs in my living room, something just doesn't feel right about that. Yet when I'm in my studio, which is where I'm creating all the time, that's home for me, you know? I'm not saying that it doesn't ever happen. There's times where I just really feel something or I've stumbled upon something that, like, turns into a song. But, yeah. That's brilliant. Man, in the, in the business world, there's a quote that keeps popping up that says, uh, ritual, daily or weekly or monthly, whatever it is for you, is actually a sign of ambition. That thought of the need, everything you're saying, like the need for having a place that when you go to this place, this is the place where I'm creative. And yeah. instantly, you sound, when you walk in that studio, your mind knows to go to this. Right. Um, and the, the opposite is true. I've had so many people say like, 
so do you have Pro Tools on your laptop? And I say, no, no way in hell will I put Pro Tools on my laptop because then I might feel this pull when I'm supposed to be with my wife and my child. So really quick, make a quick edit. Make a quick edit. I'm going to, you know, but no, I don't have my work on my home computer or on my laptop. My computer at the studio is the only thing that I own that has Pro Tools on it. So I can only access my work when I'm at work. I can still do what I do as a business owner and answer my emails and I allow that stuff to happen. You know, something is pressing and like, I might miss out on producing a record if I don't get back to this person right away because they want to record this weekend. I'm going to make sure that I'm available to do it, you know? Like, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. But I keep work at work and I keep home at home. Man, that's cool. Because you said earlier, some of the stuff you've been talking about this whole time are not just for musicians. Yeah, I just feel like that that truth is so heavy that it crosses occupation. It's right. just a life thing. Yeah. Uh, and it's a very non-musician approach to life. So when I think back to how we started this conversation, when you just said you're, you've influenced so many people and so many people look up to you, I, I think that that might be the reason why. It's because musicians in general have a life of chaos, and I provide something that is more of like, there's a better way. You can have a life of order and still be a creative and gives people hope. You know, so it's not that I'm... Total, oh, that's good. I'm writing that down. That's so good. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's not that I'm some great oracle out there. It's that... I just, I'm not, I'm not a normal musician, you know, like I show up either early or exactly on time. I'm very rarely late to whatever I'm, you know, whether it's a family get together or a gig, like I'm, I build, I try and build margin into my life so that I'm at the very least on time, if not early to where I'm going. You might you might get a nail in your tire on your way to the gig, so maybe you should leave a half hour early in case that happens, you know? And so I build margin into my life, and most musicians' lives are just full of chaos, you know? And so people come to me and they say, hey, it seems like you got your life in order. How do you do that? Because most of us musicians aren't like that, and I try and help provide ways for them to have their life be more in order. And so that's, I'm guessing, I would, I would hope actually that my contribution to our local music scene is one of order and uh, <laughs> yes. you can you can do life yes. and still be creative yeah. and have order and and be balanced totally. you know, in your life man could you could you imagine there's no way you'd be where you are doing what you're doing right uh, if you didn't have that yeah i've never been able to put that in words because like you did just there that's so good because i feel like i connect with that but then i'm torn because i see so many of my creative friends who are just like some of the most creative minds I know are just so scattered Mm -hmm. so I have a hard time I second guess myself because I really really relate to you I'm like man I want to I have to have cleanliness outside myself right order outside myself so then I can be creative within myself right Uh, and nobody's able to argue the like when things get out of balance Nobody can argue, yeah, well, that's, that's where we want it. You know what I mean? Like, I've never run into anybody who says, 
Yeah, well, when things get out of balance, that's when the good stuff really starts happening. Like, nobody has ever said that to me. Like, whenever I've argued, look, we're pushing on a nine or 10 hour day here. I honestly feel like we're getting diminishing returns. You guys aren't playing as good as you did three hours ago. Let's call it a day. There's never been a time where people go, no, 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 I think we're starting to get good. And if they do, I call them on their bullshit because that is not accurate, yeah. <laughs> you know? So, I, you know, there's just, there's never been a good argument for staying too long, for overstaying your welcome, yeah. for trying to just beat a dead horse. Do you like, you know what, this uh, horse is dead. Let's just not beat it anymore. No, I'm going to I'm gonna make it more dead. Two more kicks. Oh, man. Um, okay, where do you find the balance between um, beating a dead horse and CPR? So, like, where do you find, like, that balance of, like... I've only given a horse CPR twice in my life. And it's not something I want... That I would think I would talk about on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. But that's, like... That's who you are. I guess. Like, you are, like, that... You're, like, the official uh, gauge. Like, when in your line of work of, like, you're constantly reading people saying, okay... Like, I can see you're kind of wavering. Do, yeah. you, feel, do you feel like that's oh, part of your yeah. job? Like, that is, watching that's, a, someone? that's one of the biggest parts of my job, you know? Case in point, Aaron Fabrini, if you're listening, you're going to love this. Can, can we it. say, yeah. Aaron Fabrini has to be one of the greatest humans oh, on Earth. He's one of my oh. favorite people on the, on the entire planet. Mm. But he, he will admit that this is so true. There are yeah. so many times where we're at the end of the day, and yeah. he just wants to take this bass track one more time. <laughs> It's like you know what you've actually gotten it perfect. Yeah. Every yeah. every time we've done it, and I've got six playlists of you doing it, and yeah. you just want to do it one more time. Now, to his credit, it's because he cares yeah. so much. And even though he's gotten every note right, he wants to just know that he put his soul yeah, into every he wants note. That feel. Yeah. Exactly. So, <clears throat> my point though is that I will say no. You can't do it one more time. Listen, you son of a bitch. Exactly. You're done. And, and, he, and he will come in the next day, and I will pull the song up. And it has happened so many times that it's laughable. Yeah. That he has said, did you stick around and edit that? And I say, no. I left the same time you did last night. And he goes, oh, that sounds great. <laughs> and I go, I know. It sounded great last night. It sounded amazing last night. Right. Oh, and yes. so he listens to it the next day, yeah. and I'm like, there you go. Yeah. Round peg into a round hole. Yeah. Last night, it was a square peg into a round hole. Yeah. You know? Like, last night you were you just were going... round, but then you kept working yourself exactly. so you got square on the exactly. same thing. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm like, you need to just go home, be with your family, sleep, come back, fresh ears, listen to it again, and go... Dang, that was really good. How many times do we overwork something because in our tunnel vision mindset, we're just like, it's not there yet. It's not there yet. And then before, I mean, you may have, you may have actually passed when it was good. Yeah. You know, we're going to have to, not only is this so far gone, we have to go back to number one or two because totally. that was the first one that was my, awesome. My own band, Greycoats, and these guys would admit it if they were here. There are times where we're just like we will we will overwork a song just like as we're tracking like let's try this let's try this and as you try new things the old things get pushed down so you can hear the new thing and there are several times where when I'm mixing a Grey Cut song I'll I'll uncover what we had first done and they're just like oh man 
that thing yeah, is great. I didn't even know that was there. And I'm like, yeah, that's the first thing we did. And they're like, oh, yeah, why did we even keep on trying after that thing, you know? Have you, ever heard, of, have you ever heard of Thin Slicing? Thin Slicing? Yeah. Like, uh, have you ever heard of Malcolm Gladwell? He's an author, and he wrote a book called Blink. Okay. The majority of one of the main points of it is talking about finding the balance between trusting your and if you're once you become proficient at something trusting your first instinct when you totally. hear something this is my reaction to yeah. it right. uh, instead of uh, then then after a certain point you just start second guessing yourself which it seems like you like that seems to be one of your main characteristics musically of like that trust it like you want to be fresh you want to come at this I don't want to like learn the solo 20 times right What's my first instinct to this musical situation? Totally. Yeah. And I think as a, as a record producer, what I'm hoping that I'm helping people do is to help align them with what they want to be as an artist. Because so many people come in and they go like, like you can come in as a, even as a like visual artist and say like, I'm, I'm really into Picasso and that's, and that's what I want to be. But, uh, but all you all you paint is like fruit in a bowl, and I, as a producer, I'm looking at that painting, going, "That doesn't look like Picasso." Like, let's put a weird face on that apple and see if we can make it look more like Picasso. You know what I mean? And like, now let's take the banana and the everything out, and now that apple is actually just a face. And now let's like move the eyes over on the one side of the nose, both eyes on one side of the nose. Now it's starting to look like Picasso, but now it looks like a Picasso replica, so let's try and make it more like you. What would you do to it? You know, and so like, uh, there are several times where somebody comes in and they say, you know, like, I'm influenced by such and such an artist, and that's what, that's what I want to sound like. And I listen to the music and I go, actually you sound more like such and such. And they say, oh my God, <laughs> I do not want to sound like that. So I go, let's listen to the artists that you're really influenced by, find out what makes what they do special, and apply and attribute you know, a little bit of that to what you do, and try and morph that into still making it your own voice, but just be influenced by what you listen Hell, to. So yes. I don't, as a um, producer, I'm never going, I want you to change what you're doing and I know what's best, so just just play these chords and just do this drum beat, and it's just going to be better. I go, who do you listen to, and who do you want to sound like? Who are you influenced by? So let's use some of that and try and like get us on a different road, but then not become a facsimile of what they do, but rather now let's now that we're on this other road, now let's find out what is uniquely you and change it you know, slightly so that it becomes you. That's, that's hopefully what, what my goal is as a, as a uh, producer, you know? Dude, that's so heavy. Huh. I think that's your deal. I the thought of like, you look past, you say, someone gives you something, we want to do this. You say, okay, that's cool. We'll let, I'll acknowledge that. Right. But let's look deeper to the foundation of this right. and get to the heart of it. Like the, like you talked about the wall of, okay, why do you want to do this? Right. Why is this? And yeah. so, whereas most producers in it, um, would would go into something and say, "Oh, you want to sound like so and so? Great, I'll build you a track. Here are and we'll the things have, we'll, you need we'll to do, do to sound yep, like so yep, and so, and we'll right. do it." But you're like, "Okay, but what are the aspects of this person that you like? Right? And how can those be influenced to you, what you do and still be truly you right. and authentic?" Yeah, yeah. 
Man, or I, I listen to Bon Iver, and that's what I think I want to sound like, but every time they write music, they sound like Oasis. And I just go, there's a huge disconnect here. So let's take your music that sounds like Oasis and strip it back down to the bare minimum, which is you've got lyrics, you've got a melody, and you've got root movement, and you've got a time signature. We can change the tempo. We can change the key. We can actually even change the time signature pretty easily. You can make a 4-4 song into a 6-8 song, you know, by slowing it down or speeding it up, whatever. And now let's ascribe these elements that you love in Bon Iver to your very Oasis-sounding tune, you know, and see if we can push it in that direction a little bit. And then there's, there's actually times where I've helped somebody, like, realize what, what they want to sound like, and then the next time they come to record with me, they're just like, oh, man, listen to our new tunes. And I go, yes, that's... That's more what you listen to and is also your own voice, yeah. you know? That's what's most important to me. Yes. <laughs> That's so good. I wish... Man, that is... That goes across anybody's vocation or anything like that. Um, the realization of, like, getting past your goals or whatever and figuring out who you are right. as an artist... Uh, a creative whatever it is you're making figure out what influences you and how can you bring that while still being authentic to who you are right which I struggle with because I I get stuck on the what I want to be and then you push so hard on that sure where you're just pushing a round peg into a square hole whatever it is I have I have been cooking Italian food my entire life but I'm intrigued by sushi so I'm gonna make sushi so here are my noodles. Wait a second. Your base isn't noodles. Your base is rice. Yeah, well, I'm trying to do something different. You know, <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Don't start with noodles. I'm telling you. Like, we need, to, we need to start with something else. I know you're used to listening to Oasis, and you're intrigued by Bon Iver, but don't start with noodles, you know? Let's start with rice, you know? So uh, how, do you find, how do you find the balance in yourself to say, in the moment, no, you need to get rid of the noodles and start with rice if you want to make sushi. Right. Or saying, no, you've got noodles, you need to make spaghetti and right. Italian food. Like, totally. where do you find the balance of that? Or is it just totally situational? Well, when no matter, no matter if they use rice and raw fish, it still tastes like spaghetti, you just go, Scrap the rice and raw fish. You need to, you know, that's, honestly, there's times where that's happened, where I'm just like, no matter what you do, you don't sound like an indie rock band. You sound like a 90s alternative band. Why don't you just do that, you know? And that's happened, you So know? is there like a period of like indulging a little bit, be like, okay, let's see this. Let's and at yeah. a certain point, yeah. you say, man, you are... Yeah, you're like you're like a human threshold. <laughs> you're like you're too tired. You need to go home and show up tomorrow. Yeah. No, we've played with this enough. This is actually what you are. You need to stick with that. Yeah. Ah, uh, that's good. That's a huge part of my job. Absolutely. Man. Yeah. Man. Yeah, that's I'm good. as I'm as much a counselor as I am a record producer. You have to get inside people's heads. You know, there was one artist that I that I worked with a long time ago. I've actually done a couple records with her. But every single session, even though she knew that she had to pay for these two hours, the first hour or two of our session was, 
let's was this counseling session like aside from having like you know a couch that they would lay down on and me having a <laughs> pencil and notepad like let's just talk about life right now because you can't get to the music until we figure out what's going on in life you know and so i had to be a counselor for anywhere from a half an hour to two hours and just talk about life and go through tears and go through whatever before they felt like okay now i can sing or now we can write or now you can work on that drum edit you know like it's huge it's absolutely huge man that thought of so many things outside of what you do actually affect what you do right and sometimes you need to get those off your chest or man that's and it's usually out of a place of imbalance like i said earlier you know like i've got this thing on this half of my life that's out of balance and it's bleeding over into this half of my life and i can't get to this half of my life the work part of my life the music part of my life until i get some order and some balance into here so as as a producer i have to become a counselor to bring some balance back so that they can get to the middle point yeah you know Uh. That's so that's so interesting to me because yeah, I just the amount of intentionality that must take and looking at every situation for its own uh, on its own accord yeah. to realize okay, where's the balance? Like how much do I need to give? Do we need to like like just looking at every situation right. on its own weight. Yeah. And at this point in my career, like every time somebody comes into my studio, I don't even think about it anymore, but I always make sure that we just like gab for a minute like hey what's going on where where did you come from today or where where are you going after this or like what's going on in your life you know like you're trying to buy a house right now that's probably going to occupy a lot of your mind even while you're trying to sing these lyrics what do you need to do to be present now in this moment exactly right so I don't even think about it anymore it's become second nature but it's also something that I realize like I need to fold this conversation into the first part of our day so we can get to the good stuff. Yeah. You know? Or else it's just going to be looming over the whole right. thing. Exactly. Or I don't understand why they just aren't getting this take right. But if we can nip that in the bud and like, oh, you're trying to buy a house right now and it's consuming every thought you have, then we can just talk about it and then you can at some point put it on hold because you realize this is what I've got to do now. You know, so just to help my clients get to that point so that they can put that on hold. And there's times too where I've, I I had a client recently come in and he would just come in and just like, he would sing a half a verse and just go, we got to reschedule. And I would go, okay. I got, I've got other things I can work on. Totally cool. I'm not even charging cool. for this. That's cool minutes. that he knew. Yeah, he's like, sure. this just isn't gonna happen. It's not happening today. Got too much other stuff going on in my life, or my voice isn't up to par, or whatever. Just like I hate to do this, but I want what's best for my record. So let's get something else on the books, you know. And I'm okay with that. It's their record. Yeah. And so you know, I I am in the service of making sure, regardless of what music I listen to to make sure that you sound like the music you listen mm. to. Even if I'm not that into it. Yeah. I have to let go of that stuff, you know? Yeah. And so I have to let go of my association to cool, you know? Yeah. Like, what is cool? Cool is what's cool to you. 
Yeah. So if that's cool, great. Then yeah. let's make that version do of that. cool. Yeah. You know? And so I still am wanting to put my own signature thumbprint on it, yeah. of course. You yeah. know? And I'm not just going to turn you into whatever version of cool you see is cool. I want to I wanna help guide it, you know? I want to describe my yeah. sense of what's cool or what's good which or what's is an hip. interesting balance because that's what ja- when I talked to Jasper about you yeah. he says your thing is that you are uh, I even wrote this down he said you're a musical chameleon hmm. that you can do this like everything you're saying go to the uh, figure out whatever they what makes them them and you can do that sure. but at the same time he said you have a very distinct sound that is you hmm. and so I was fascinated by that I was so obsessed with thinking about like hmm. oh, that balance meeting them on their level and their tastes which is even hmm. bigger deal I guess but still doing your own thing, like still having your yeah. own voice. Yeah, and for me, it's not even like I want my thing to be on your thing. It's that I want to help you come to the realization that you can do whatever style of music you're most drawn to and still be an artist. You can still be a creative, you know? Like, you can ascribe value to what you do because nobody else does it like you do. And so you can, you know, it's like, it's like bumper bowling. You can have these bumpers that are going to help get that ball down the middle. But at some point, you want to be able to take those bumpers out and yes, roll a freaking strike. Totally. You know what I mean? So, and so, yeah, let's, yeah, listen, let's listen to, to yeah. these, you know, artists that you listen to and, and, and really love and are influenced by. But at some point, let's take the bumpers out of the gutters and let you be you, you know? Once you do that, then you're like, then you found the sweet spot. Oh, man. Dude, that's it. That's it, man. Those are the two things, like, in this conversation, of you, like, that thought of balance can bring creativity. Like, right. uh, can a life of order make you more creative, actually? Right. Yeah. And then the other side of, yes, be inspired by other people, learn things, learn stuff, but at the end of the day, you need to be you, and be how you. can you find your own distinct voice? Right, right. Man. So hopefully... When Jasper was saying, like, he's still, even though he's, like, one day he's doing a kid's record, the next day he's doing, like, a modern rock record, the next day he's doing, like, this past uh, past two weeks I've been, like, completely, like, the thing that has kept my mind going is, uh, there's, a, there's a Russian TV program called Masha and the Bear. I've watched it with my son. Masha Jander. and the Bear. Masha and the Bear. It's a Russian TV program. It's an <laughs> animated TV program. It's, it's actually fantastic. But they're, they're doing Masha and the Bear on ice. So literally like an Ice Capades version of this animated TV show that was originally done in Czech and Slovak. Well, done in Russia, Russian. And then my friend Igor in Bratislava, Slovakia, who I've got a really good, good friendship with, uh, translated it from Russian to Slovak and Czech, which isn't that big of a deal. But then he asked me to translate those lyrics into English like having to use the same rhyme scheme and everything and basically giving me nothing more than like a Google Translate version of the, you know, Russian you to Slovak. Speak, do you speak? I speak a little, a little bit of bit, Slovak. Okay. Because you spent time over there, right? Yeah, yeah. Nerozumiem velmi dobre po slovensky. So anyway, so um, so I do speak a little bit, but not when I enough Google to translate what you just said. If it's degrading to me, I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 exactly. It's it's not. I said I don't speak Slovak very well. I've only been learning for a short time. However, so I'm basically getting like a Google Translate transcription of these like lyrics in Russian and having to turn them into English lyrics. And so I actually 
for the Escapades version, which is which this past week was done two shows in Abu Dhabi. Um, and on top of not only like writing the lyrics, yes. like rewriting all of the oh, songs yeah. in English, they liked my voice. So I actually voiced like three of the wolves, a pig, uh, a panda, and the main bear character. So I was actually like the voice of like five or six of the characters for this Icecapades version of yes, Masha and the Bear in Abu Dhabi. Life. And I, there's actually like Instagram videos of yes. Masha and the Bear on ice in Abu Dhabi. And uh, if you look them up on Instagram, you hear my voice as the yes. wolf or as the bear or whatever. It's actually I'm going to search for those and put them in the show notes. <laughs> right. It's pretty great. It's pretty great. So anyway, yeah, somehow I was still in the writing of the lyrics like able to put my thing on it and and make it me you know which is really really great and so hopefully what jasper is saying is like he still is able to find what being an artist is in the midst of that you know not just creating a facsimile of what already was but putting your thumbprint on it yeah i yeah i think that was what he was saying and his is the thing totally lines up with what you've been talking about too of like I don't know. Don't kid yourself. Don't try to be something you're not. Like you can still do these things, but don't kid yourself uh, thinking that you're not going to bring yourself to the table. Creatively. I would actually change that and say, it's okay to try to be something that you're not. Okay. If you're really trying to stretch yourself, I mean, aren't we all trying to grow? And in growing, are we trying to do something that we're not as comfortable with? So go ahead and be some. Try and be something that you're not, because it's yeah, going to stretch you and grow you. Yeah, yeah. Don't try and be something that already was, yeah. unless you're saying I'm in a cover band yeah. and we do Twisted Sister songs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm in a Twisted Sister cover band. So yeah, you should try and look like Dee Snider and have yeah. a bone in your nose <laughs> totally. and have you know big curly golden locks and makeup. You know, like yes, of course you should do that. Yeah. But if yeah, but if you're trying to be something new, then try and be yourself. You know, don't try and be a facsimile of something that's already been done because people are going to see through that. Be influenced. Everybody's influenced, for sure. Be influenced, but then find your own thing through that. All right, that's awesome. That's it, man. So okay, let me ask you two questions. Okay. I want to be respectful of your time. You yeah. got to go. Um, so if you, nine years ago, um, you could go back and tell yourself a piece of advice. What would you? What piece of advice would you give yourself nine years ago? You walk into the library for the first time yeah. before you renovated it. Uh, I, I, it would probably be just one word: sustainable. This is sustainable. Like, don't don't worry about it. Like, even though you may not have something on the books in a few months from now, something's going to happen, you know? I've got a really good friend down in Asheville who's got Grammys on his mantle. He's been a full-time engineer for, you know, 30-plus years. And that was one of the first things that I asked him when I got into this full-time. I was just like, man, do you ever worry that the work is going to dry up? And he said, not anymore. I'm like, what changed? And he's like, 30 years of doing it? At some point, you just go... I'm going to have work and you just don't, you just worry about it less and less, you know? And so I'm not saying that I might have a dry season, like sure, it might happen, but I stopped worrying about it because I've been busy for nine years in my studio. The record speaks for itself. I'm probably going to have enough work to keep me going. So I don't worry about it anymore. Where I used to nine years ago, 
yeah, I really, I really worried. Of course, then I was like paying off a big build-out loan, you know, for three years. I was paying a lot of extra money per month just for the build-out of my space. Uh, so there was an added extra amount of pressure there. But, but that was paid off after three years, and now I've been six years in the black. So at this point, I just go, you're going to, you've always had work, you're going to have work. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so good. I want. I really want to take that to heart because I second guess myself all the time. Like, is this sustainable? Is this something I can do? Right. Like that, but trusting the track record, trusting that it, there will always be work. That's yeah. awesome. And if it does dry up to the point of you having to do something else, for me personally, I'm like, hey, if there's somebody who's better at being a producer and engineer than me, I still have this huge investment in this studio. I mean. Yeah. I've got 30 years of buying gear and keyboards and preamps and microphones and like I've got a lot of stuff like hey why don't you come in and work in this great studio and I'm going to take a cut of what you do because you I'll didn't retire. have to yeah, I'll retire <laughs> or I'll take a cut of what you do and I'll go do something else you know I love photography I love taking pictures like ah, maybe that can be a income source for me you know yeah. I'll do that. Man, thanks for hanging out with me. It's been my Dude, pleasure. I wish I could have like heard this conversation when I was, uh, like, as soon as I was leaving high school to pursue music. I feel like I would be a different person. Huh. Um, like, this advice is so good. Well. So thanks for, thanks for hanging yeah. out. My hope is that there's somebody, somebody that listens to your podcast, the podcast totally. that is the age that you would have been, or you yeah. would have, yeah. Man. Moved by. And I'm a huge fan of your podcast. Like oh, I said earlier, you. I've listened to more than half of what oh, thanks, man. The people that you've had on and will continue to do so. So it's an honor thanks, for me. Man. Hey guys, Sarah here. Rob left, so I'm by myself. Um, thanks for listening to that episode. Stay tuned for Grey Coats, The Decider. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, comment, and like the podcast. Five stars only. Ask me a question and I might answer it next week. Ooh.
Hey guys, this is Rob with just a quick note before you head off into your week. I just wanted to say a huge thank you, a massive thank you to any of you that have rated, commented, or subscribed to this podcast on iTunes. Also, thank you to those of you that have reached out to me and shared your stories of how these interviews or some of these conversations have impacted you, have inspired you. Man, that has been so awesome to hear. If you have a story you'd like to share with me, head over to thecuriouspod.com slash contact, and I'd love to hear your stories or any just questions you may have for me. Hey, while you're over there, if you want to check out show notes for this or any of the other interviews I've done or contact info for this guest or any of the others, head over to thecuriouspod.com for any of that. And also, I'm really pumped about this. We have a map right there on the front of the website that shows all the locations that these interviews and conversations have taken place. It's pretty cool. You can click on it. You can see where these have done. If you want to go visit them, if you've heard something you like and you want to go check it out for yourself, that's right there. Or you can just check it out at thecuriouspod.com slash map or just right there on the front of the website. I'll show. I'll show. Also, if you want to reach out to me on social media or follow me anywhere, pretty much everything online is the Rob Morgan at the Rob Morgan, whatever you, you, you know, the drill. All right. Enough of that nonsense. All this podcasting has made me thirsty. You know, (laughs) I am so pumped that I do not have to deal with sponsors for this podcast or else I'd have to tell you podcasting makes me thirsty and nothing quenches a podcast thirst whether you're listening, uh, interviewing, editing, recording, listening to something unrelated to a podcast. Nothing quenches a thirst like a Guinness. Hey Hofi, can I steal you for a second? Do you have anything you want to say about Guinness? I'd like to take a minute to thank Guinness because it truly is made of more. That's all. Alright. That's it. Thanks. Uh, I love that crap. All right. Have a great week. See you next Tuesday. Anything else? Thanks for being here. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. Say the most random thing you can think of. Mm-hmm. Yell it. I got nothing. The only word I can think of is formaldehyde. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs>